on last week's Irrevelations. So let's get started. Exodus 9, the fifth plague. God says to Moses, go to Pharaoh, tell him this is what the Lord says, let my people go. If not, I'm going to bring a terrible plague on your livestock. He's like, and by the way, it's going down tomorrow. So I feel like this is like God getting into the swing of things, you know? Like, this isn't traditional slavery where you just got a whole lot of cotton that needs picking. This is like slavery as like a form of punishment. The boils are going to break out on people and animals, but I thought all the animals were dead, but whatever. I think that was an earlier angrier God. He was like a baby rattlesnake. He didn't know how much venom to put in. Imagine getting beaten by one million babies. That's the kind of pain I'm going to bring you. This is like someone cuts you off in traffic, and then you push them off the road, you drag them out in the car, and you start beating the shit out of them. And they're like, can't we just go? You already won. He's like, I want you to tell your grandkids about this day. I mean, we're talking, this is full-on God destruction. You know, this is like apocalypse now. Like, it's going off. Raining napalm on the people. God's got one thick, hairy f***ing arm up Pharaoh's ass. Just like, Puppy dogs died. This is the first time, I think, in the plagues that the puppy dogs died. This is, God is literally killing these puppies slightly better than the way PETA does. Yeah, locusts are delicious, dude. It's it's protein. It's, they got, uh, I don't know, they're probably kind of cute in the right light. So the ninth plague has been completed. Darkness falls. Eat Egypt. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. That article we read about uh, millennials or Gen Z not going to church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the thread that ties it and the theme of this episode is faith. I read it before you sent it to me, right? I saw it on Reddit. So Gen Z is 13 to 18? That's a really small group. It's five years. I mean, it's an important five years. I think, and I, I know- guess. Go ahead. Sorry. So I was going to say it doesn't make sense that it would be such a small group, but it's probably because anyone under 13 is still Gen Z, but they don't have a say in whether or not they go to church. I would think so. Um, That's why in this story, it only refers to 13 through 18. I mean, I think it also. So, yeah. So the, the, the article was that. Gen Z, according to them, between the ages 13 and 18, that the numbers are plummeting uh, as far as church, what is it, participation, uh, attendance, uh, attendance, church or attendance. Ch- or more identity, identity as a Christian is what oh, this is talking about. I guess. Uh, and that was a crazy article because, like, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever read. So, uh, first of all, it is from a kind of an alt-right rag piece of shit. But um, the article was stating that the reason why Gen Z people aren't going... So, first of all, it makes the assertion that Gen Z kids from 13 to 18 are statistically going to church much less than their predecessors. Yeah. That's the assertion. It asserts that. It then tries to explain why, and its best guess is that uh, they're sick of the hypocrisy within the Christian church, 
And their their idea of hypocrisy is that, well, apparently some Christians these days are too accepting of uh, gays. <laughs> like, that was like, oh, it's all these so, hypocritical... So if the church took a harder stance against literally just homosexuality, forget every other fucking... Forget Jerry Falwell yeah, saying yeah. that poor people are stupid yeah. and being the president of, like, the biggest Christian uh, university. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, it's like, well, because they probably just read that. They're like, oh, well, why don't you want to be church? Well, we think Christians are hypocrites because they, uh, because they accept poor people, huh? That's what you hate about Christians. They're hypocrites because they like Mexicans, you know? Talk about missing the forest because you're on fucking Mars. There aren't any trees there. (laughs) That was the craziest. It was just one of those. I, I just can't imagine having that mindset that you're like, wow, people think we're hypocrites because, uh, we're Christians. And we don't hate the gays, and we don't hate minorities, and we don't hate immigrants. Boy, it's there's the nothing. Li- they're saying it's liberal Christianity. Liberal Christianity is, is killing Christianity. That's they, yeah, that's that's their statement. It's funny because I think both liberal and conservative Christians are hypocrites for different reasons, right? Liberals are because they're they play it a little fast and loose with the word of God, which is fine. I don't give a shit. It's better for humanity, so sure. Conservatives are because they interpret it in these ways that conform. To, I mean, they literally build their Christianity around like who Trump is, you know, like they just make it where the Bible supports Republican ideals. It's insane. Prosperity, fucking blessings. Yeah, it's nuts. But here's, here's my big question. And I don't see anything referencing it. They're talking about how kids 13 through 18, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, wouldn't it likely be that that's always been a trend and that no one's ever thought to just pluck those numbers like, isn't that when you're being edgy and rebelling against your parents and not wanting to identify as the same thing as them? Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I think around I think around high school is the time where you're like, wake up at seven in the morning and put on a fucking sweater and slacks. I'm an atheist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> slacks? I'm going to put on fucking slacks and a polo shirt and go fucking circle jerk with a bunch of shitheads? I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Um... um because you already got to go to school five days a week, and then you have two days off. Yeah. Who wants that? That's why, not to self-promote, <laughs> that's why we offer our services. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're your church in your sweaty, in your sweats, in your jammies. Yeah, come to um, come, come to our podcast. We'll give you the true unvarnished Bible uh, while you, uh, you know, sin. You can just be in Vegas gambling. and then <laughs> you, you can, can have... Your, yeah. You can listen to this podcast with a flashlight literally on you. <laughs> what I mean, you could you could take care. a greased up fucking eggplant and just slam it deep, deep inside your anus, and we're here. We're here telling you about the word of God. Is that what that emoji is about? Yeah. Um, um, that 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 fucking reminds me. I, I remember. Uh, were you the one that sent me? Oh yeah. Well, it was on our Twitter. We talked about it about that guy that was like, oh, I, uh, they were offering VR church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I tweet because I tweeted at them. Yeah, yeah, you tweeted at them. Um, well, we did. We're, we both take credit Sorry. for that. We yeah, yeah. we tweeted at them. It's not like it's just you running and me unaware of what you're up to. Um, it's uh, I send you screenshots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm I'm as aware as I need to be in case you get off the rails and I need plausible deniability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, stopped arguing with people on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Um, but. I thought that was amazing is that they're like, oh, yeah, you can go to church through VR headset without ever leaving your bedroom. And the guy was like, this is the worst thing that could fucking happen. I mean, it's just such – it's fucking over. Real, I just wish people would get back to the real church. And I was like, I, wouldn't uh, people having easier access to the word of God 
be your ultimate goal? Like, why That's wouldn't That's the wrong that? people, though. Oh, yeah. If you're, you know? if you're too lazy to put on nice shirt, nice shoes, and go sit there. Well, let's give this guy a break. Let's look at it from his, his viewpoint, right? So, sure, today it's having kids watch church through their VR headset. Tomorrow, there could be black people in a church. <laughs> like, where's the line? This is a slippery slope. Where are we, you know, um, that's a very true point. You know, you want the right people in your church. I'll never, I remember sort of one of my first breaks with Christianity. Oddly enough, came, um, I don't want to throw you under the bus too much, but it was on one of those uh, Sunday schools your dad hosted once upon a time. Like after, oh, hell not, yeah. not, well, it was after church, just, chit chat basically i don't know if it was official like that but there was um so your dad was getting the cookies and stuff and everyone was getting ready to talk about it was after church meetup like lunch at our house at your house okay okay. oh yeah with like his all their peers yeah yeah. and this was like this was like this galvanized me but it was a bunch of angry bitches is how i would think about it talking amongst themselves to my mom's friends shout out to your mom's (laughs) friend your mom's friends here's what i remembered of them 16 year old cole was a bunch of angry bitches that's not Talk, a jaded perspective. Cattily <laughs> bitching about one of the guys showed up in jeans and sandals. Oh, yeah. And they could not handle it. They were just like, I can't believe he wore that to church. Who does he think he is? You know, it's just fucking horseshit. I can't believe he would dress like that. Like, Dude, yeah. And I remember they were like, I just can't believe anyone would wear that to church. Like, who do they think they are? You know, God will take you as you are. But, but. how do you want... But... <laughs> But how do you want to come to God in jeans? Like I, I, I think, and uh, and like jeans and sandals. I was like, didn't Jesus wear sandals? And that's when I had to leave. That was about the fashion. Was. He wore he wore the tuxedo of sandals. If there's anything that God and Jesus were very clear about, it's fashion police. High fashion. High fashion. Who Hashtag high fashion for Jesus. Like I, I guarantee, and I can't wait till we get to the New Testament because if anyone goes to talk to Jesus who isn't dressed to the nines, I'm going to be like, who who do you think you are? But oh man, I, that, that, I, again, when you start talking about kind of what drives that's people the, away, that's the hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy. the hypocrisy. If I'm gonna go Sorry, fucking at the right, saying hypocrisy, hypocrisy. hypocrisy. I'm gonna that's ask the, the fucking guy that wrote that article, like, no, that's the real hypocrisy. <laughs> Hypercrossy. Uh, now you got me fucked up. <laughs> uh, that's All the, it takes is one syllable. <laughs> that's the real hypocrisy that kind of just breaks you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not. Uh, like, it's not that are, we're starting. It's not that we're letting, uh, you know, different races into our church. Or I, that I love, we're, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I hope. I, I hope that modern Christianity is in a downward spiral. Regardless, I'm enjoying reading the Bible. I don't care if anyone takes it one way or the other. Um, if, if 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 it makes you a better person, hell yeah. If it if it makes you more Christian, whatever. If it makes you less, I. I well, no, I'm saying if shit. Christianity makes you a better person, sure. I'm all about it. But to me, it to finds it. It I find it. I do know some good Christians who are legitimately good fucking people and maybe they and they pray over dinner or whatever. That's fine. But I feel like the majority of it is so weird. If you're against minorities, if you're against immigration, if you're against feeding the poor, it just seems antithesis to the yeah. messages. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's sort of what makes people go, ah, you guys are shits. You guys are shitheads. Even if I don't... I mean, I don't particularly... I don't like anybody, really. I don't fucking care, you know? I'm not going to get out of my seat to help out the disenfranchised, but I'm not going to fucking... I think we're at the point now with, like, prosperity gospel Mm -hmm. and all that, the, like, hyper-conservative Christianity, 
I wonder if we're at the point where like it was like the end of the Inquisition, and they're like, "Wait a sec, <laughs> have we got to?" This... They they just wake up covered in blood, be like, "Maybe <laughs> are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys?" I'm starting to look at this stuff in a new light. Uh, how's your research been going for uh, Exodus? Good. It's kind of funny because I'm shout out to uh, my boy James L. Kugel, mm-hmm. author of How to Read the Bible. Um. He kind of yada, yada, yada over the plagues, right? So I've been on my own. Okay. I mean, he talks about them, but uh, doesn't go too in-depth. He kind of goes straight from this, from like Moses. He talked a lot about Moses before mm-hmm. the plagues started, mm-hmm. and he kind of goes straight to, um, this is actually a good point now that I think about it. He goes straight into after the the, de- the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. W- what's interesting, though, that he does talk about during the plagues is he kind of has a gripe with there's a apparently a big group of like air quotes Christian scholars out there mm-hmm. who look at these plagues and who look at the crossing of the Red Sea spoiler alert it's going to mm-hmm. happen and try to pinpoint how scientifically all these things are possible right there is a phenomenon where a lake can get a, a, a clearing push through it by high winds over a period of time right there is phenomenon that could have caused like an algae bloom that could have caused the, the, the Nile to turn yeah. red. Well, we, when we had red tide where we're from. Yeah, yeah which they say would have killed all the fish, which maybe would have driven the frogs out of the water into land, you know, which and then mm. the fro- frogs die. That causes gnats and flies. Well, plague outbreak causes boils. Like it all kind of, they, they basically uh, there's a Christian sect. And it's not even a sect. It's probably pretty, pretty prevalent mm-hmm. in modern Christianity where they're like, yeah, like this all makes sense. But J- Mr. Kugel's point is that why? Why why do you if if the entire point of it over and over and over and over and over and over again is that God is showing his might, uh-huh. couldn't he just do it? Like why do you have to try to do this weird apologetics loophole that oh, well, you know, God I guess it's like maybe an obsession with saying God does miracles but uses you know. Uh, I was trying physics. to understand what your point was cuz yeah, when you start talking about like, uh, to me, you either take it or you leave it. I don't get trying to um, make sense of it when the whole point is that you're you're saying a god can make people out of clay and then uh, you know yeah just turn like what 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 rules does he need to play by? Um, exactly, it's kind of one of those things where when we start talking about and I, I keep coming back to Genesis on like whether or not to take a literal interpretation of it. Um, there was that real famous court trial about, um, I can't remember. It's it's famous. You know, the one where, uh, the guy was teaching evolution in school and they, uh, yeah, Tennessee, it was something versus Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. That big, big court case. And they made, uh, they had some dude kind of be like, well, maybe God, uh, created everything through evolution. And you're just like, why? Who gives a shit? If if God's creation of all beings is that, you know, if if you now have to accept that, okay, the evidence for evolution is overwhelming. Oh, well, he must have just then it then we can make it work if we just combine the two that the that the seven days of creation were not literal days. Yeah, there were seven thousand years. Seven, or whatever. You know, or seven talking, yeah. million or no seven billion years. Uh, I think the age of the Earth is like six point four, but um. That he's acting through it. So it kind of, it's like, why? Either God is all-powerful, all-knowing, can do anything. Why why put rules on him that somehow, yeah. 
you're trying to justify it, it for it him, is super yeah. awkward trying to merge both world both viewpoints you know mm-hmm. um which is which was james google's point is that you know it says so some of these things yeah you can kind of be like well maybe all the maybe because of all the flies and the darkness which i don't know how they would explain the darkness that even their candles didn't work like there's no natural phenomenon i guess a, like a windstorm um i mean, I mean they the way i it's uh, stupid i i'd explain it is just people lie a lot you know like if you were like yeah. oh yeah it was really dark. like we all know what a solar eclipse is like you know yeah. and it's a very short period of time like oh he darkened the sky and they're like well how long oh like two minutes they're like well that's not it's not a very powerful God. for three days no for three days <laughs> like well they had candles right like no the candles didn't and, work and, either yeah. And especially we when we get into this final plague, mm-hmm. or, yeah, the final reckoning, if you will, uh, there's no way to explain that scientifically. Like, it's just, a, unless, e- either either it's an exaggeration, like you just mm-hmm. proposed, or or it didn't happen, like, or, or it happened exactly how it did, and God was not using the scientific world to, to make himself What I think is that it's kind of weird, like... Um... When we were in high school, oddly enough, and I don't know how I feel about this now. Like I feel like if I was a, an adult and my kid was being exposed to this, I'd be a little bit annoyed. Maybe I'm an asshole. But um, yeah. do you remember how like youth pastors used to just come to our lunch break at school? Like They'd just be yep. walking freely at our lunch. So we're in high school. I'm at in school eating lunch, and youth pastors would just be walking around proselytizing, really. Let's, not, let's point out real quick, too, that at least... At bare minimum, two of those guys later uh, predated on children. Yeah, like later, later married one of the students in that school. So whatever. And the other, and the other one, and another one. Love was, finds a way. <laughs> another one was like molesting a girl. Yeah, so I uh, mean, that was way young too. Like that girl was like 14, 15 years old. We man. all we all know a youth pastor that molested a kid. That's <sighs> or married a kid, or like like knew her when she was fourteen, and then like maintained a relationship, and then the second he was eighteen, he's like ah Drake, he draked it. <laughs> he went full Drake on them, um, Millie Bobby Brown and Drake. Uh, Oof. But my point Wait, is, is that what? Huh? What? We'll we'll come okay. back to that. Everyone's okay. talking about Sorry. Millie Bobby Brown and Drake had this weird grooming relationship, and now it's getting close. That's now that now that Drake is being more exposed for predating on little kids. They're like, what's that thing with Millie Bobby Brown, the chick from Stranger Things? Like, I don't think they should be hanging Marks. out. Yeah, but um. Back to what I was talking about. I was like, yeah, so we're in school, in lunch, and high school, and youth pastors are just walking around uh, with like name badges, like they're sanctioned by the school to come and like, I mean, they were try to get us to come to their church or some shit, which is fucked up. I don't agree with that. Not a single imam either. I'll point out. <laughs> yeah, not one, not one rabbi in there doing his thing. I don't even think the Mormon church was really invited. Um, no, no. But you know, and then some asshole would always be like, you know, Cole doesn't really talk very highly of the Bible. You should talk to him. I'm like, I don't. I just want to eat my fucking chicken. Can you leave me alone? They're like, oh, yeah, right. You love the attention, don't you? Yeah, even. I loved it. I jerked off. It was just me deep throwing a pickle with Kyle. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so, oh, man. He <laughs> come over here. Something. That's why they. That's why they followed me around. Um, <laughs> they were just talking about uh, Bible and trying to explain stuff. And then you get like arguments where they're like trying to like be like, no, no, this is the real word. I'm like, I, I, you are in my school right now trying to convince me that science is bullshit. Is that what, am I the only one that's weirded out about this? Like, am yeah, I the only need, one? You got to balance it out. You don't want to just learn right things. You need to learn wrong things too. 
Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make a choice. I love that argument too. They're like, well, teach the kids creationism and yeah, teach the controversy. Let them, That's what let they them, say. Yeah, let 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 them make a choice. Like, yeah, we should teach, uh, we should teach math, and then we should also teach wrong math. Let them make a choice. Give them yeah. both options. Where do you teach draw the line shit. for that? Uh, like, are we yeah. gonna teach anti-vax? Like, are we? Gonna... Let's teach. Yeah, yeah. Let's teach English and then also abonics. Let them make a choice. Let them choose. Let them choose English. You well, know? welcome to my astronomy class. Just so yeah. you know. Um, every shot taken on the moon was done by that guy who made Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, teach the controversy. Teach the controversy. Teach them both, you know? Why did I forget his name? I feel horrible. Uh, the Shining. Uh, the Shining director. Oh, I, fuck. What? How do we not know this guy? He wrote, uh, you know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Stanley yeah. Kubrick, we're there. There we go. Dude, uh, that was cute. Yeah. We just did like half and half. Yeah, we're, we, we basically kissed... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, that was weird. Anyway, uh, what's the last thing? So, the last thing I, yeah, the last, teach the controversy. So, Hashtag teach the, teach the controversy. All right, everyone. The that's the takeaway this week. Of it, you know, yeah. Um, the last thing I was going to say is I just saw the Rugrats Passover. Oh, okay. Episode, How does it, it stack up? It's pretty good. I mean, okay. So here's what I think. I get that it's a cartoon for babies. Well, not children, babies, but children, children of babies about babies. So you're already kind of in a very G PG setting. That was um, a pretty PG show, at least. Not yeah, G. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it had its like SpongeBob. It has its moments where like a joke gets slipped, and you're like, "Hmm, I don't, I don't get it." And then your parents are like, "Ah, that's gross," you know. Um, yeah, like the way that Angelica was sexually abusing all the other kids. Yeah, for sure. Fucking sticking that doll. Um, Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's implied. Okay. Uh, but the thing I thought was interesting is that they gloss over. So he, the, the, they gloss over a lot of it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, it's only 24 minutes, whatever. It's fine. But they're talking about the Passover, the Seder and the stuff like that. But they gloss over a lot of the other things, which to me is kind of a weird bit. Like, I don't understand either. This is the word of God and either God's actions are justifiable and really should stand on their own. Or you're the kind of person who's like, well, we should we should teach people about Exodus, but let's gloss over the part where he murders Soften children. Soften the blow. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and Which Moses it, killed a guy and shit. Yeah, and I mean, it's okay to go for context. Like, for instance, if you look at it only as, God, you know, God killed all the firstborn. Well, it's kind of, it was a reckoning in response to the fact that for eight years, I think, Pharaoh was drowning every every single born Hebrew male. Mm-hmm. At birth in the river, uh, the so it, it, say, it's a tit for tat, really. The other I mean, thing I was going to say okay. is, I'm going to go back to Exodus one here. One of the things that the Rugrats special, <laughs> so who knows? Of course, <laughs> is that there was a prophecy it's, that a leader of the Jews was going to be born. Is that was that in the Bible? Uh, Where's that I coming th- from? I think so. Yeah, it was told that. I mean, it was told that someone would lead them out of Egypt back in Genesis, I think. Well. Joseph specifically states before his death that, okay, you guys are here now. When you leave, take my bones with you. And yeah. we're going to come back to that. Uh, but uh, as far as I can tell, the reason why they're fucking pissed at the Jews is because of the Hyksos attack. I mean, that's not mentioned in the Bible, but is that they were afraid of their numbers and afraid of an uprising. Yeah, conveniently, There's... the Hyksos attack isn't mentioned in the Bible and the exodus of the Jews isn't mentioned in Egyptian history. So, Interesting. Now, my concordance 
interestingly enough, tries to figure the time out because uh, we're going to get to the part where it actually we're going to get to the part where it states that this is 430 years after Joseph. So it kind of yeah. puts that little time frame. Yeah. So the Bible states 430 years have passed since Joseph to now, but it doesn't state when this was and prepare, you know, to from the birth of Christ or this or whatever. So we sure. don't know. There are other parts of the Bible that will try to pin this down as saying, oh, this is the 1400s, this is the 1800s. But so according to the Bible itself, it is sort of putting the time of the Hyksos people as between Joseph and Moses. So they can't really coincide or overlap or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, But but, would have affected maybe the Egyptians' outlook on outsiders. In the same way that like 9-11 is still... Playing a, uh, playing a role in our treatment of Muslims yeah. and stuff like that. You know, like uh, you can have these incidences that sort of just, I don't know, leave a stain on people's psyches, you know? Yeah. Um, so there is some deep seed of resentment. But um, but yeah, I didn't like the Rugrats. It was all right. It was funny. So I, don't well, know. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was, uh, I was reading a lot of articles about it and like kind of what a watershed moment it was that uh, there was a children's cartoon that was taking an entire episode to talk about a Jewish holiday. That we'll cover today. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of weird. Because, like, definitely Christmas gets its day in the sun all day long. But Yeah, of course. Passover's kind of do, did they do the? Did they do an episode of Rugrats about the virgin birth? <laughs> <laughs> they might have. I think they did. Uh, uh, but one of the other, like, uh, yeah, we talk about it. Well, we'll talk about it at the end of this episode when we talk about um Okay. Kind of why why Passover maybe doesn't get the same treatment as Christmas. It's a little, Passover's a little bit muddier. It is. Now that we've uh, basically discussed everything that's going to happen in this episode, should we get <laughs> we started? Get into it. Yeah, spoiler alert. So we're uh, on episode 16 now of a Revelations podcast. If you're new here, we're reading the entire Bible for you so that you don't have to. Don't do it. Come to us it. for it. We're your yeah. source. We're your pharmacist. You, don't go to your drug dealer. We're your, no, no, we're your drug dealer. Don't go to no, no. <laughs> the pharmacist the pharma. is, that's big church. Big pharma, big church. Big pharma, yeah, okay. I'm on the corner slinging that Bible crack. Yeah, right? we're the, yeah, we're, uh, we're friendlier. We're way, we're friendly drug dealers. We've got a dog in the car. <laughs> we're just saying, like, we're but we out. will kill you if you don't pay It's up. a mean dog. Don't cut me. <laughs> <laughs> I so, just yeah. do. We're, we're working our way through it. We're on, like I said, the 16th episode, which puts us at Exodus, the second book of the Bible, Exodus chapter 11, right? Uh, this is, we, this is, this is an aside I just want to talk about, but, uh, yeah, I, I have a vet and one of my <laughs> friends we're talking about this, a, a vet, uh, like a veterinarian. And one of my guys that I used to work with was like, yeah, how much do you charge? Don't do that. I got a guy. And I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and, he, and he'd be like, yeah, whenever I need like heartworm flea tick medication, I call him and he'll meet me in the parking lot behind the Panera in an all tinted window <laughs> Dodge Charger. And he'll just lower the window down, take my money, and then give me a Ziploc baggie filled with pills. And it's all the heartworm medication. I was like, yikes. I don't know. <laughs> he's like it's the same drugs i'm like i still don't know i don't like, i don't know why but the official channel seems safer you just gotta um, get people heartworm medicine and give them that it's way cheaper to get the people yeah, yeah, ones yeah, yeah. uh i'm cole delusky by the way oh and i'm grant voice sorry we had to talk about your sketchy <laughs> friends i don't know why I mean, <laughs> i'm just saying like uh like um in in many ways we're like that guy in the dodge charger oh, with sure, the, sure, uh, sure. blacked are... out windows and the giant dog in the back yeah, yeah, that's what we are. It's the same Bible. We're telling you the same shit, but it's from a All less reputable source. All the banter, source. none of the baptism. Yeah, it's it's from a much less reputable source, but it's just as good. Yeah, it's still true. We're reading it as it is. Even better, I think. So 
uh, I think to jump into chapter 11, we have to kind of look at what literally just happened in chapter 10, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the latest plague, the ninth plague, was darkness, this, mm-hmm. which we were talking about earlier before we got started here. And uh, this is the one that finally kind of Pharaoh, I don't know, it wasn't that bad, I guess. So Pharaoh was just pissed this time. Um, well, the Lord is making Pharaoh pissed. True. Um, but we we got to keep coming to that. I don't want to hit too much. We've talked about it a lot. We're going to hit um, it a few more times this episode. But officially, to, to sum it up thus far, this has been sort of a constant negotiations where uh, the Moses is asking Pharaoh to let the Hebrews leave Egypt. And every time he asks, God makes Pharaoh say no. And then Moses, then God sends a harder and harder plague, doing more and more damage to Egypt. Effectively, Egypt is now destroyed. There is, you know, they've got no more food, they've got no more livestock. All they have is their their health and their family, and even then, their health is covered in boils. You know. Yes, um, it's been a rough couple of days. And officially, Pharaoh and and every time that there would be a plague, Moses would be like, okay, you're going to let us go now? You're going to let us go now? Like, it's negotiations and officially negotiations have broken down and Pharaoh is like, listen, Moses, if I see, if I see your shit again, I'm going to fucking cut you apart. And so Moses, at the end of chapter 10, says, alright, just like you say, I'll never be here again. You know, what you say goes. It's kind of like, well, I've done all I can, you know, wipe my hands of it. And you're like, well, you kind of are the aggravator in this situation. So he promises he won't go to Pharaoh anymore, which is why I was confused. It took me a second. I think I figured it out. But when chapter 11 starts off, it's Moses talking to Pharaoh. And so at first I was like, wait, wait, wait. You just said you were never coming back. I think this is the same scene, right? I think he says, all right, you'll never see me again. However, and then because it says here, the start of chapter 11, now the Lord had said to Moses, so presumably in the past, God already told Moses all this. And so Moses says, all right, I'm out. I'm going to leave you alone. But here's one last thing that God wants me to tell you. And he says it before he pieces out. Is uh, that how you read it? Yeah. And not only that, but my my concordance specifically states that these are parenthetical. That this is, uh, that chapter 11 is more just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on and kind of recap so you understand what's happening. Uh, but I didn't take it that Moses was still in front of what, 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 what verse are you saying that he's still talking to Pharaoh? I, uh, 11.4. So Moses said, this is what the Lord says. So he starts talking to Pharaoh, letting him know that the firstborn are going to be killed. Surprise. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right. You're absolutely right. Uh, so at the end of chapter 10, Pharaoh tells Moses, get fucked. I will kill you the next time I see you. And he's still there at the beginning of chapter 11. And he tells Pharaoh, okay, listen, I just want everyone to know. Here's a, a total proclamation from God. Um, one, we're going to go around asking for gold and silver, and you're going to give it to us. Uh, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So again, I don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, Moses is a great man and revered in all of Egypt, which why wouldn't he? He's, a, he's the leader of the basically the terrorists at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same way that, like, Osama, Osama bin Laden was very revered, I'm sure, you know? Uh, in, I don't know. US. I think it's more like, uh, he's more like MLK, right? MLK. He's like a civil rights leader. These people are slaves. Okay. Literally slaves. Well, it's MLK if uh, <laughs> MLK Frederick Douglass. was... Frederick Douglass. 
Okay, it, it's either those guys if uh, they were like, please let us have equality amongst our people, and then they just started doing fire bombings and uh, sure killing children and shit like that. So it's like if MLK and uh, Malcolm X were fused. Had a baby with Osama bin Laden is how I'm yeah. putting it. <laughs> There's okay. a lot of yeah, deaths. Yeah, because Malcolm X is definitely not uh, that bad. He didn't, yeah, that he didn't kill that many people. Or, or anyone any. I know of, yeah. regardless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, it's a fusion, but there's, there's, you can see why he would be kind of... I mean, they see Pharaoh being stubborn. They probably all know what Moses wants. They're like, "Yeah, let him." We're tired of these people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you're. you're so be, we've got other slaves. Like, I don't. We don't need all. If the whole fear is that the uh, now, I can almost get it. Again, you can't really state that Pharaoh has any real motivations because it states very clearly that God is forcing Pharaoh's hand. But it but, also says that God is forcing the Egyptians' hand because it says. Uh, yeah. The Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, whether that was through Moses' actions and it occurred naturally, which doesn't seem to and, intuitive. And I'll even give that sentence the benefit of the doubt that it might be uh, figurative. Yeah. That, that through his uh, plagues. And seeing his power, that and this guy's power, for real. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to like literally meat puppet. Um, but I could also see from the point of view of the Pharaoh that you've been kicking the shit out of these uh, Hebrews. If you let them go out into the wild, and then they decide they don't like it, and now they arm themselves and they come back, you might be in a world of trouble. Yeah. Um, and also from the point of view is like we we are seeing Egypt's power weakening. They have no more food. They have no more livestock. They have their their shit's been thoroughly pushed in. So if ever they were in danger of a slave revolt, now is the time. Yeah. So he's probably like, oh, I am Spartacus in this bitch. It's probably like, uh, it's probably like you've got a dangerous snake in your hand, yeah, and or like an anaconda. It's really, really strong, and you're (laughs) really strong, and you got a hold of it, and you're greased up, you know. And as you keep getting weaker and weaker, you're like, the second I let this anaconda go, it could either scurry into the woods or it could strangle me to death in front of my wife. And Moses is like, this anaconda don't want none. And you're like, you can trust me. I'm the anaconda. Like, I, the second I let you go, you better just fucking bail. You know, if I let you go, there's a chance you could come back and kill me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's you know fair. what it's like? It's like, uh, okay, here's the analogy. It's like the U.S. and Guantanamo Bay. We have all these people that we don't really know what to deal with. We don't really know what we want, but we can't really let it go. Yeah. I mean, you we know? can, but sure. We definitely can. We definitely can. We should probably. But if we do let him go, what are the odds they're going to just go back and turn into well, a falafel shop? They've been, we've been kicking the shit point, out of them. Yeah. yeah. Now that we've been flushing Korans and shoving pineapples up their ass, uh, <laughs> Actually, they might not Guantan- be. Did you see the Vice thing at Guantanamo? It's kind of a sweet place. They get fresh well, baked cookies and they let them keep cats. They're yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're That's, it's fine to detain them without. Cost. I honestly, I I have all the freedoms in the world and I don't get fresh baked cookies or kittens. So they're probably you're right. You're right. I agree with you. I turned on this. Um, put my ass in Gitmo tomorrow. <laughs> put me in Gitmo. Let's Gitmo. <laughs> Holiday Gitmo cookies. Guantanamo Bay vacation. That, <laughs> National Lampoon's National Lampoon's Guantanamo Bay. Um, <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean. Like you have these people who are now pissed at you, and yeah. you're like, "Well, we could let them go." And there's all this argument to be made, and the UN's not happy. But if we do, what are the odds they're going to come and kick our ass after this? You know, later. And we see exactly how Pharaoh makes that all play out here a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're kind of, um, you're kind of, uh, I don't know, you're making this shit happen, Pharaoh. You're, you're getting what you get. Um, so the Lord has 
given favor to the Hebrews in the sight of the Egyptians. And they all love Moses for some reason. I don't get it, but they do. Um, and Pharaoh's servants. Everyone's like this Moses guy. What a badass! What a total badass! Even though he let's let's face this fact, he's not talking at any point. Even when it says Moses says, I'm pretty sure it means Aaron says because Moses told him to because God told Probably. Moses to. He's right? Yeah, well, it shit. says that he. I mean, that was the whole point of all this. It well, never it does. It does. Like eleven four, Moses said, "Thus says the Lord." So I don't know. Is Aaron? Even I don't think involved? he said. No, I think Aaron did it. Yeah, I'm going to take the interpretation that. Aaron is like doesn't even exist at this point. Well, you know, like, no, that's why you're not a Christian. <laughs> that's why you're um, not getting through the pearly gates. Eleven uh, four. Then Moses said, "Thus says the Lord: About midnight, I will go out into the midst of Egypt." Now, this is considered to be not like tonight midnight, but just like someday soon at midnight, I will go out into Egypt. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all firstborn of the animals. Okay. What animals? Oh, yeah, we've been killing all the animals. They're all dead. It says specifically in uh, chapter 9, verse 6, and the next day the Lord did it. All the livestock of the Egyptians died. I guess. Again, puppies, probably. Puppies no, and kittens my, and Mine gerbils. says cattle in this in 11. Well, puppies. That's what I'm saying. Puppies aren't cattle. I know. Mine says the firstborn of the cattle died. Oh, oh okay, okay. So, you, so you're saying 11. So five, I... Th- it interprets it to, 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 to sheep and shit. So my, here's my... My only way that I could, like, loophole this, like, figure out how it would make sense... Did they like already maybe buy some more? I guess. But then uh, how? It's only been a couple of days, born? and it was dark. Like, what are they going to do? Go to the yeah, the night market, the black market. Maybe they took the <laughs> maybe they took some of the Jews. I don't. I don't see how that's going to happen. I'm not going to go. I don't think yeah. that's allowed. I I think God would stop that. Um, so it doesn't make sense. But that's like some threat. Like there's just a bunch of dead puppies, and like I'm also going to kill all your puppies. Like what puppies? There's no puppies. You killed all the puppies already. What what I'm is this give, threat? I'm going to give you one. Yeah. Maybe God, maybe they're zombie cattle. Maybe God brought them back just to kill their firstborn. Uh, that's a that's a hot take. Uh, so, uh, and Moses like eleven six. There shall be such a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, no shall be like it Ugh, again. Stop reading your King James nonsense. Can uh, you just paraphrase for me? People but the are Israels are not going to. Whatever, it's good. Uh, no to hear but he's this. like, but the Israels are going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow to me saying, get out. And all the people. Uh, yeah. and, and so this says, is a recap chapter. It is. And he says, all right. And also the next, this entire episode is going to be really redundant. So I don't know if you've noticed that, but like chapter 12 is super redundant. It oh says, yeah. It's, it's, it's bag of shit. Um, we, we, what is funny is that they're in chapter 11, which is super short. It's like two paragraphs. Uh, he says, then you will know that the Lord has made a distinction between Egypt and Israel. So more xenophobia. Just. Yeah. My concordance talks about that to basically be like, you know, uh, objectively, Israel was not inherently superior to Egypt, but God's grace lifted Israel above. So basically to say that because there is a God, Israel is better than the Egyptians. Sure. Which is basically Even saying though, like, you know. I don't know, because. In the same way that Christians are better than Mormons are better than Muslims are better than Hindus. It's just weird that God didn't want the Egyptians to join. 
Yeah, well, their dicks are uncircumcised. We already saw right. he tried to well, kill then Moses. Tell them over to get it. circumcised. Yeah, tell them. Like a... if he, if God could use all this power to hurt them, why can't He just use that power to say, "Hey, become become Israelites as well"? It is kind of funny. Again, we talked about this is all stick, no carrot. Is that um, eleven nine Exodus eleven nine? But the Lord said to Moses, "Pharaoh will not heed you." so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So here is, finally, cards on the table. God is going to Moses, like, listen, Pharaoh is not going to do anything so that I can justify flexing so hard on Egypt. Yeah, and he says, even on this final one, even when it looks like Pharaoh's finally giving up, he still isn't. Yeah, I just just need more excuses to uh, kick their ass. Uh, so on, on to chapter 12 then? Chapter 12. Um, the Passover instituted. Um, so there's a lot to get into for Passover. This is going to be a slog. So the first thing they do is um, they change their calendar. And basically like, okay, this month shall be the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. And this is like like what, March and April? Kind of somewhere in between there? I mean, I'm sure no one knows, to be honest. It's like, well, but that's I, what they put I, it. I, yeah, well, okay. Well, it's a different calendar, right? Like we have the. It's a different, weirder calendar, yes. Um, and there seems to be some kind of weirdness. Like, uh, for instance, the way that they count their years might even be different to the point where they might state, like, okay, well, the time between Moses and Joseph isn't 430 years, it's actually like 215 or something. Because they might have been double counting their years, or they might have considered, you know, summer to winter to be one year, and then winter to summer to be another. Like, there's some weirdness to it. I don't really understand it. Sure. But um, so he tells them, okay, right now this is the start of the year, and this is the first month. You, you guess what, everybody? Uh, daylight savings has gotten crazy now. Um, on the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Um, and if your house is too small, and this is where it gets really some commie liberal bullshit. Uh, if the house is too small, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it, according to the number of persons, according to each man's need, shall make your count for lamb. So each according to their need by, you know. I'm going to say this. Uh, it's our, okay, let's say I'm an Israelite, uh, 1400 BC. Right. And, and, and Moses is like, Hey, uh, you grant and your family of four, let's say, okay, let's say I'm a suit. Let's say it's just me and, and, and Ciara, the Israelite woman. Okay. And, uh, we're supposed to, and we have some lamb, we have a few lambs, sheeps and Moses is like, all right, you guys got to kill one. But if that's too big for you, you let the neighbors have it. No way, dude. I can eat yeah. a whole lamb. You fucking stupid. I can eat it. I, I'm going to make it happen. I mean, I it's would, just. I'll do it so right now mean, by myself. <laughs> you mean to tell me I worked hard and got a proper education so that I could get my own lamb, and now I got to give it to the poor, lazy, welfare Jew family yeah, that, down the road? And yeah. isn't it like <laughs> they have a few days to eat it, right? Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, well, no, it's so that, like you're supposed to only eat that for a few days. No way am I not going to go through a whole lamb Yeah, I mean, by it just, myself. It, it just doesn't seem very Christian 
that I should donate money to poor people. You know, donate my lamb to the poor family. I don't, I don't think that's something I'm going to be doing. Communism um, is okay as long as it's within your church. That's one thing that I've learned. Yeah. Oh, we should all pull together for a common need? I don't no. think so, bitch. Christians love communism as long as the government's not making them do it. For real. That's the facts of the, of the matter. Hmm. They just don't like being told what to do. I definitely wouldn't come together with a group of representatives uh, to vote on a measure where we all help out the poor. I certainly wouldn't do that ever. <laughs> That's not no. what I'm about. Why would you? Um Here's rules about the lamb. The lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and you may take it from a sheep. So it has to be a really good fucking lamb. So basically they're like, okay, on the 10th day of this month, you got to go find the best lamb you can, and you got to keep it for the four. Are we going to go into the specifics of Passover? Does, it, does anyone give a shit? I mean, it... Well, actually, I have something to add here. Okay. Um, so it says, uh, this is where my concordance went a little off the rails, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's notes about it being a male of the first year. It, they say... Specifically, all right, well, it being a less than a year old male is pointing to the fact that Jesus will be in the prime of his life when he is killed. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, when we, when we have a lot to talk about Passover, apparently, as we get into the Bible later, this will be kind of the foretelling, like a major foretelling to the life of Christ, is that if you're going to start, like, I, I'm not very aware of it. But I, I hear shit. I hear people like, oh, Jesus was the perfect lamb. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And here we have sort of the first Passover. When Jesus apparently, and I'm not familiar with the exact story, yeah, but we'll when, when Jesus presents himself to Jerusalem at his triumphal entry, it was on the 10th of Nisan or the 10th of Abib, which is right now. So he basically shows up at the start of Passover like, hey, everybody, was anyone needing a lamb, bitch? And they're like, oh, yeah, sacrifice or whatever. I don't know. We'll get to it. But they're basically saying that the Jews going out and finding... Are they even Jews? Are they Hebrews? What is the term? They're Israelites. Israelites. That's the easiest. Hebrews, I think, is the more correct term, apparently. Whatever. But when the Hebrews, the Hebrews are like, okay, we need a perfect sacrifice. Go and find the best lamb you can without blemish, brand new, or goat. Go I, I never knew that. I always thought that it would have to be a lamb. I don't know why that stood out to me. Yeah. But it felt like a big deal. A male of the first year, sheep or goat. Uh, go find the best lamb you can and use its blood for some shit, you know. So that basically they're saying that like Jesus is basically like a form of that as okay. we get to it, allegedly. Sidebar, Maybe. do you think they had the fainting goats? Those things are so adorable. Um, do you ever see them do that where you scare them? I wouldn't sacrifice a fainting goat. I feel pity for them. Uh, you know, like, okay. <laughs> you don't have to sacrifice them. You just wait till they're standing somewhere precarious and you scare them. <laughs> They'll kill themselves. It's just me in a bear trap. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm going to set this down next to it. And then you wait till he's walking uh, by. put on my scared. fucking clown mask. Um, huh. Do you, need uh, a, do you need a clown mask to scare a goat? I don't think goats do like it? clowns. No one does. Um, but, um, uh, John Wayne Goatsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, he, so God tells uh, Moses to tell the Israelites, okay, Everyone, go kill a sweet-ass goat, uh, keep it for four days, and then slaughter it, and then cover your doorway in blood. Uh, Again, if you've seen the Rugrats Passover special, you know what the fuck it looks like. You gotta put it on the doorposts and the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Yeah. And then eat the flesh roasted in a fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. Um, Mint is what I, I was told. 
I heard, okay, so apparently the significance of this, and I did touch on this on the Rugrats Passover, so I feel like an expert. And my concordance covers a little bit. It's okay. So the reason why you roast it in fire is that this is the only real way to cook it um, whole so that you don't have to break its bones and it can be left intact. As opposed to what they normally use back then, a stove. Yeah. I mean, what? What? of course so they use fire. The reason the bread is unleavened is a couple of reasons. One, there's it's one main reason. Pure and but that it's untouched. No. Tell me That's, if there's other. But the other reason is that you can eat it quickly. Is that you just You can you can prepare it quickly. Yeah. Which doesn't make some, sense to me. You just throw some flour, some salt, some water in a bowl and you just go, "All right, fucking throw it in the oven. Good to go." Well, they so we're going to get to it later. Let's let's hold off on that one cuz okay. they actually explain it in this well, they, they 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 talk about it then, and then they cover it over and over and over. Fucking oh my god, so much! This chapter sucks dick. But um, the other thing is that bitter herbs. Mine was like states that these were likely like endive and like radicchio and like bitter lettuce and shit like that, which yeah. is kind of tasty. I like a in minty I like flavors. A, I like a spring mix. You know, because it talks about a hyssop later. Yes, which is said to have a, a bitter minty taste, which is goes great with a lamb. So. So we'll we'll get into the alleged nice... significance of this shit, but dude, picture that. Picture tearing some tender meat off of a baby lamb, uh-huh. all minty, oh, succulent, oh, really yeah. savory flavored. Talk putting it into just some like a, a flatbread and rolling that up, dude. Oh please. yes, daddy. Oh, See, yeah. we're doing Passover this year. Oh yeah, we'll do it. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll we'll get to whether or not we can. But um, so oh, oh, I'm circumcised. I can do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's I want to check the requirement. <laughs> We'll 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 get some ink stamps and we'll uh, we'll fingerprint our dicks and then we'll confirm anyone who wants to check it out. Um, so he goes, okay, listen. So you're gonna eat a roasted lamb, unleavened bread, bitter herbs. Gotta you, you gotta roast it. You can't eat it raw, and you shall let none of it remain until morning. What remains of it, you shall burn with fire. So no leftovers. How much temptation was there to eat it raw? I don't understand. <laughs> like, he's like, it's, it's like you're dealing with idiots. You're like, it's like and by the way, don't just bite into its flesh and try to rip it apart like a fucking chupacabra. You got to cook that shit. <laughs> like, um, chupacabra. <laughs> he is, the he most legend. fearsome desert beast. <laughs> um, you shall eat with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hands, and you shall try to eat it kind of as quickly as you can. It's like Taco Bell. This, this is, is how I do Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. This is like... Uh, just to, I don't want anyone to see me eating Taco Bell, so I'm always ready to run away. Just if you really, it. If you really want to get in the spirit of this, here's what you do. Your neighbor, he's out of town on a holiday. Go in there on the day you know he's coming back and just try to eat as quickly as you can. And then you got to get the fuck out of there. That's what it was like to be the Hebrews at this Cereal, no milk. All right. PB and J sandwich, hold the J. Just a PB, one slice, not two slices of bread. You take one slice of bread, you dip it in the PB and J like it's salsa, you get the fuck out of there. Ooh, I actually have a great idea. You want to have a bowl of cereal and the PB and J at the same time, you take one slice of bread, coat it in peanut butter, slam it into the bowl of cereal, Cheerios will stick to the peanut butter. You can eat them both at the same time. We're fucking ready for Passover. That's Passover to a T. This is Trailer Park Passover. (laughs) (laughs) What I do, what I do is I put the hot pocket and I just eat it frozen. I just stick it in my mouth. I let it warm up with my saliva. I get the fuck out of there. Great, Jim. What Gaffigan. I do, what I do is I take a big bag of fucking uh, 
What are those like a pizza, pizza poppers? Pizza rolls. Yeah. I shove them in my pants. I let I let my thighs warm them up, and then <laughs> I eat you them run on the, away from I eat, them, I eat them on the go. You know, dude, soaked in juices. I'll eat some of those. Yeah. Um. So that's Passover. If you're running like what the gist of it is, you just got to eat a bunch of uh, food as fast as you can. It's basically the invention of takeout fast yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason for this is. Uh, Exodus twelve twelve, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. I'm going to kill a bunch of kids. Mass infanticide. Uh, but, of course, the blood above your door will be a sign that will stop God from killing your, your firstborn, which is interesting. It's basically a callback, I feel like, to when uh, Zipporah put their child's bloody foreskin onto Moses' feet. Oh, that's a the good blood, point. The blood that, of yeah. an innocent saved him from, like, what, the angel of death, I guess this is supposed to be? Well, they say God's got him in, like, a rear naked choke, and he's, like, trying to tap out, but he won't let him. He's just like, I'm like Yeah, yeah. You know. It's so weird, though, that, like, the blood, it's very bizarre. It's very pagan feeling to me. It's very, like, I feel like this is a Norse story. It... it just, like, is it know. pagan? I mean, we're seeing a lot of that kind of imagery, you know, like... Well, uh, obviously it was at some point. Like, let's face it, it, it started just like every pagan religion. Yeah. You know, yeah. with like this really fearsome, horrifying God that wreaks havoc that we have to give sacri- blood sacrifices we gotta, to. We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta give blood sacrifices lest his horrific terror is, falls upon us, you know? Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's malevolent and it's arbitrary. You it's know? it's in the same vein as like ripping the heart out of a virgin and feeding it to a jaguar so that you have a good harvest. It's oh, all it's all yeah. it's all no, in the badass. same category, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, At least I mean, okay, sure, they don't do human sacrifice, and you see that gets uh, ixnade pretty early on in this in the Bible. Remember when we got to that part? There was something about not making human sacrifices because uh, it was to distinguish them. Um, it was when they were letting some group join them or some shit. I don't remember. Group join but, them. Fuck you talking yeah, about? we we had a part that we talked about in Genesis where God forbid human sacrifice, and I think uh, it was because maybe like Rachel's family, like Laban's family, was doing it. I don't I don't remember that exactly. I I know it's, that there's vague, I know happens. that when you talk about Isaac getting almost sacrificed by Abraham. Oh, that's divorced. what it was. It was when Isaac was almost sacrificed. It was they say that that was kind of. The Israelites' way of saying, "All right, guys, we're not we going to kill. kill we don't kill people for God. God is so presumably they were at some point because let's, this was all written much later. And I, I mean, think that's, human sacrifices definitely probably were happening at this time somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. it might be a well, way no, of saying for them. I think, and this that the reason, like it's a schematic narrative, like we've talked about, right. that the point of the Isaac story was so that all the Jews would know, don't kill your kids to make a harvest good. I think that's kind of like one of those things where." Uh, you know, you'll you'll um, you'll go to like another family's house for like a sleepover, and you see the bizarre way they do shit, and you're just like, oh my god, these guys eat fucking uh, pizza for breakfast. What a bunch of savages! And it makes you feel better about your family, you know? I eat pizza for breakfast. Literally yeah, you're a fucking ago. savage. All right. Well, my point <laughs> is, is that uh, is that you know, like the, at least the Hebrews could be like, did you see those guys killing babies? We don't kill yeah. babies, you guys. We just kill lambs. Like, oh, we're so much better than them. It's and funny because we're getting to the point where killing the lamb is going to be pretty much just as bad yeah. with our, like, society. Like, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Um, 
there's a lot more to this. Uh, you know, this you guys are going to have to remember this fucking day. You're going to keep it as a memorial. You're going to do it for every generation going forward. This is an everlasting ordinance. Here's an interesting one. 12.15. If you, were, if you didn't think he was fucking serious, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses, blah, blah, blah. Whoever eats leavened bread from the first day into the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. All I wrote in the margins on that uh, verse was yoinks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's be clear. If you're not circ- uh, There's been one other thing. If you're not circumcised, you're cut off from Israel. So... Uh, Which was already, I mean, it's like you were never a part of it, really. Yeah. So if you're not circumcised, you're not part of Israel. And if you eat leavened bread between these two days, if you have a white bread sandwich, you're fucking gonzo, bitch. Get the fuck out. Yeah, it's it's basically the same as having a whole penis. Yeah, yeah. If you eat, if you if you had a fucking rye sandwich, you're out. Also, if your dick isn't snipped, they're the same thing. You're both. It's both. The, it's both an exile. Would you say that yeast is the foreskin of the bread? <laughs> uh, absolutely, I think it is because it's yeah. all that's where all the fluff is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yuck. Uh, the first day is a holy convocation, and on the seventh day, no manner of work shall be done on them. Boom, but that, Sabbath exists. Yeah, yeah. but that which everyone from. must eat, that only may be prepared by you. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, blah, 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 because I saved you guys, blah, 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 blah. Fuck. It just so goes much. and goes. Just and so then goes. It, talks about, it talks about how to paint your door. So you're supposed to take uh, a bunch of hyssop, which is the minty, fresh herb we're talking about. Right. Uh, you dip the hyssop into blood. Uh, in the basin where all the sheep blood is and you put it on the top both sides your door frame um, and now none of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning so that's because at night uh, it's basically like whenever you uh, you know you don't leave your room after you put up your stocking for Santa right and this is like is a, the, he's exactly. our angel of death yeah uh, and again it's written like as if it by an idiot I mean it just keeps repeating itself it goes over the same shit over and over again um, well, it kind of like it says it says here's everything you're gonna do, and then it goes in and breaks down each of those things and kind of why and how. Twelve and, fifteen and twelve nineteen both are about seven days of no leavened bread, and you'll be cut yeah. off from Israel. It's the exact same thing. Um, you shall eat nothing leavened. You shall eat unleavened bread. No pickles, whatever. I don't know. And then it says uh, you're not only are you gonna do this this uh, on this tenth day. But also, you're going to do it in, per- in perpetuity, right? You're doing it forever. Forever. Um, do they still that, do it? Have you ever seen blood on someone's house? Oh, yeah. they um, Absolutely, they do it. They do something simpler now. They have, like, little cheat codes. There's a lot of really <laughs> yeah, weird... No, funny. there's a lot of things like that in the Israelite community. Like, uh, there's, like, certain lines that they weigh out. They Have you heard of that? There's, like... Mm-hmm. They'll put this red string out that extends their house so that on the uh, Sabbath, they're allowed to go out to certain places. It just sounds like... It sounds like fanfic bullshit, you know. It, it you got is the basically. Like, oh, man, it's the same way that like Catholics built upon Christianity, right? That they I like guess. add all this weird, like, well, you can, you know, you can go to com- like confession and you have to do Hail Marys. Like, none of that's in the Bible. It's I, just I, I can't remember the name of the comedian. I know his first name is Barry. He's really funny, but uh, he had a joke about a guy who had a watermelon yamaka. 
Okay. And he's like, you know, if God's okay with a watermelon yarmulke, he's probably okay with no yarmulke. Like, if you're going to go... <laughs> or case sex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he's okay with anal with your wife, he's probably okay with anal with the fucking I don't think man. he is. I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my point is, is that uh, either... He's telling you, you kill a fucking lamb, you get to find your best lamb, you kill a lamb, you paint its blood all over your house. Yeah. If you're like, well, I bet he'd be okay with bits of string. I fucking doubt it. (laughs) What we'll do is we'll take a laser pointer and we'll just etch out the door in red and I'm sure God will pass over. Well, what I was talking about isn't related to Passover. It's more Sabbath. My point is that they like have all modern loopholes to like make sure it's okay. Loopholes. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's... um... Well, when we start to get to the, like, yeah, what's the fucking point? If you're Greatest of these yeah. is the poop hole loophole, of course. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, when we get to, like, some of the more, like, a thing, like, like oh, yeah, well, we we uh, we do the Passover here. Like, oh, yeah, we do. We have a bunch of burgers. We don't give a shit. It's the same. We we say it's Passover. It's lamb just burgers. Good. Yeah, lamb burgers. So, yeah, my, my question when I was reading this was, you know, why don't the Christians still do it since it says do this forever? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the answer that a Christian will give you is that Jesus, Jesus was the last Passover. Um, mm. I guess Jews for Jesus still do it. They still do Passover. Even I mean, I'm sure there's some idiots that do it all. There's probably <laughs> we're Satanists, but we also uh, do Passover. Like, okay, but we use a kid. Yeah, uh, you know, we're uh, which is a baby goat. We're Muslim, but we still celebrate Easter. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. So it says at midnight. Sure enough, the Lord struck down every firstborn in Egypt, Pharaoh's kid. Uh, the livestock's kid, the slaves' kids, the slaves prisoners' kids. kid, the guy that mops up the toilets. His kid the, died. The completely innocent people who did never, for a moment, oppress the Jews' kids. There's All probably two people there on vacation. Their kid died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet there were some cool Greeks hanging out here. Yeah. Uh, so, but it came at midnight. He killed all the yeah. I mean, even the 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 pharaoh who sat on the throne, his firstborn died, all the way down to the captive in the dungeon and all the firstborn of livestock who uh, should already be dead. But okay. Um, and and the then... pharaoh and everyone wakes up in the middle of the night, like, oh, my fucking kid's dead. Yeah. So pharaoh doesn't wait like he has previously. He immediately summons Moses and Aaron and says, "See, Aaron's still in the game." Yeah, yeah. And he says, all right, all you people, go wake up your people, get the hell out. All the Israelites, gone, just as your Lord requested. But then it's funny. So Pharaoh, this is such a weird personality quirk to Pharaoh. He says, get out, my kids. He just watched his kid die. He sees that every single subject of his is There has been a cry in Egypt thus that has never happened, nor shall. You could hear this stuff. The Cherokee people probably heard it Mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. Hmm. If they were, I don't know if they were around yet. Ah, they um, probably were. So, but Pharaoh wraps up the sentence. He's like, get out, get out, get out, and go. Oh, and also, bless me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Why I guess, yeah, he's like, he's like, it's, I mean, we've seen this before, like with, uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Uh, the dude. Um, who Gerard. Got, the no. guy in Gerard. The guy who gets pissed off at Abraham and Isaac for the wife-sister trick. Yeah, of Gerar. Something of Gerar. Uh, Abimelech. Abimelech. Abimelech of Gerar. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway, Abimelech did the same shit. He's like, you guys gotta get the fuck out of here, but also pray for me. Yeah, but at least he, to he un- wasn't To my women's wombs and shit. That's different. At least he wasn't, like, in the 
act of suffering from the death of his kids. Like, it makes uh, sense that he's like, I guess. fix this. Yeah, he says, okay, get out of here, but before you do, pray for me. I've been a, I've been a naughty boy. Yeah. Um, it's basically the, like every time I go home. And the Egyptians urge all the Israelites out, and they're like, here's some gold, here's some silver. Please get fucking gone, or we shall all be dead. Uh, interesting. So Exodus, what are we, is this 12, 1234? So the people took their dough before it was leavened. They really hyped this whole unleavened bread shit. And they took up their kneading bowls, and they bound up, and they got the hell out of there. It makes sense, I guess, because unleavened dough is just going to be less bulky. It's not going to be the same weight, but it's it's just not going to take up as much space. So it's easier for traveling. Something interesting, and I've only ever heard this colloquially. I don't know if it's necessarily true. But the Egyptians give the Israelites all their silver and gold and clothing. And the... They're in a trance. The the Hebrews get the hell out of there. But okay, you're in. You're fleeing for your life. You know that the Egyptians don't like you, and you've already killed all their firstborn. Retribution could be kind of harsh. Don't know what they don't know what they'd have in mind, but it could be kind of fucking bad. But you're still taking the time to loot them and plunder the city. Yeah, you can't even carry yeast. You can't even carry yeast. You, you don't have time carry, for yeast. But you you don't have time to let silver. bread rise. What's that, like three hours? But you got but enough you can, time it'll to... It'll rise on the way. Like, yeah. why don't you just put it in and fucking let Fucking throw rise. some yeast in there. You never had a good, hearty sourdough, you fucking idiot. But they got time to get as much gold as they can. Uh, it's a little bit like... Um, and I don't know if this is true. It's just something I'd heard. Is that when the Jews were fleeing Nazi Germany, there were several people who kind of got caught because they were like lining, they were like, well, we got to take all our gold and our gems and our jewels and line our coats with it and blah, blah. And it's like, I understand the sentiment, you know, like, well, when we go, let's not be broke when we get there, you know, like, you're, well, never, fact, you're never not going to need money. You know? There's a huge difference between the world at World War II and the world at this point. Like, all you need at that, you don't need gold, I wouldn't imagine. Like, what are even the odds you're going to run to other people? You might just go out and farm somewhere. Yeah. Whereas during World War II, yeah, you kind of needed money wherever you end up. Yeah, gold, wherever you're going to go. Gold talks. Yeah, you're going to need some every, money. So, but I guess I guess my point is is that you know, when they talk about like, if your house is on fire, you know, get the fuck out of there. You know, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they kind of vilify the kind of guys like, oh shit, our house is on fire, quick, get this painting we really like and get these rings and make sure you get your jewelry. It's kind of like Either you're in a fight, either you're in a flight for survival or you're not. Uh, it just kind of seems kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm putting my modern take on it, but that, you know, you just killed all their kids and now you're like, hey, by the way, I know your kids are dead and I'm sorry, sad again. Uh, can you take off that ring uh, and can you give me that gold off that table? Uh, I'll take that as I'm leaving. Yeah, it is weird. And it's been building up to that this whole time that they're, he's like, be ready to steal it. Like, yeah. remember when. <laughs> chapters back it was already talking about this yeah, he's like by the way when you guys get out of here you're gonna fucking plunder the city and it specifically states that they use the word yeah uh genesis twelve thirty six. thus they plundered the egyptians i mean they're basically like a band of pirates there's no other yeah. real way to look at it yeah well they're also i don't know it's 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 that's like it's reparations like the yes. amistad was pirates because they took over the ship like well no they're just they were <laughs> yeah. slaves and they didn't want to be yeah, slaves it's anymore. a it's a yeah, yeah. i mean they plundered them, but it's it, to me it feels more like a, kind of an about way of a reparations, like it's sort of like back pay. Yeah, like you know we've been fair. slaving for you guys for fucking what like eighty years at least, because that's yeah. how old Moses is. 
So at least probably 90 years. We've been slaves for 90 years. Yeah, I'm going to fucking go into your dead baby's crib and take that gold sapphire. <laughs> well, the baby doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, you don't need no more. What are you going to do? Spend it on a coffin? Throw it out in the river? It's, yeah, exactly. These people can afford not to give away their gold because they all got one less mouth to feed. Who, yeah, who are you saving it for? What, what would your be the point? Your stupid second born? Yeah, yeah. You don't need a will anymore, really. They got rid of that need. <laughs> What are you going to do, pay for his college education? He ain't need that no more. That's so true. So true. We Uh, haven't run that joke into the ground. Um, So at this point, (laughs) it says the Israelites left Ramesses uh, to go to Succoth. The two cities that they were in charge of building, yeah. Which, well, Succoth was where the Shechem story happened. No, that was in Shechem. Mm, That's where they settled in Succoth, which was right by Shechem. Look it up. Hashtag look it up, dude. No, no, it was Pithom was the other city they were. Sorry, I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. It was Ramses and Pithom. Succoth is where they met the Shechemites. All right, okay, okay. So they leave Ramses. They are about 600,000 men on foot besides children. So 430 years ago, there were 70 of them. Yeah. There's now 600,000. So what is that, like eight generations, maybe? I don't know. How how long is a generation? I don't know. Back then, it might have only been like 30 years. But it hasn't been very long. I don't know how exponents work, but now there are roughly from seventy to two point four million. We'll do that math. Uh, we'll do that math during the recap because yeah, let let's assume that breeding age is like what fifteen, sixteen at this time, maybe maybe less. Yeah. Then generations might be quick. You got four hundred thirty years if they're doubling. We'll, we'll come back to and see if six hundred thousand is a stretch or if that might even be within like well within the wheel well. Yeah. Um, so the the. My concordance estimated 2.4 million, but that doesn't make sense because it says usually if you have um, the it's the 600,000 would be men over 20. Uh-huh. And generally in populations, there will be half of the men will be over 20 and half will be under mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So it's saying, OK, so there's 1.2 million men total babies and adults, which would mean 2.4 million total people. But since so many of the males were drowned i'm imagining it was more in like the two million not 2.4 just because uh, my concordance specifically states it was a total of two million people but it's a i like that yeah that's my math can agrees with your concordance i'm a uh, genius yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um another thing is that this was a mixed multitude it wasn't just israelites fleeing and apparently this becomes a talking point later is that, I mean, obviously, you know, Egypt's destroyed, your kid's dead, you just see all the Jews are getting out of there, and you're like, well, what's waiting for us here, you know? Yeah, couldn't be any worse. Yeah, so they're like, let's go with the people who have the food, the herds, and the livestock, let's go with them, you know? So you think that some of the people that of this two million, maybe only half for Jews or something? That's a that's a hard thing to say. It might be, like, well more, because Exodus 12.37 says there were you know, all the Israelites, and then 38 is the, also it was mixed people. So I don't know if they're connected. They might not be. That, that might be up for interpretation. The yeah. way I'm going to say it, it's it a was, lot of people. I'm going to say it's 2 million uh, Hebrews, and a scattered within there is the Egyptians also just getting the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. It's but pretty exciting. It's a mixed group of people, is what you need to understand. There's some Israelites, and then there's some Egyptians just along for the ride because, you know, they've been, they've had their asses kicked pretty good. Yeah. 
And so they, then it tells us they've got their, again, it talks about the bread. They got some unleavened, uh, it's really not leavened, in case you're wondering, it's not leavened. It still is not leavened. It's um, not, it, still not leavened, yes. And the Bible tells us, all right, it's been 430 years since Joseph first brought uh, the Israelites into Egypt. So, mm-hmm. And on the same, and it time. came to pass on the end of 430 years, on the very same day, all the Ooh. armies of the Lord. So it's been 430 years to the day of when Joseph brought the Israelites in why la dee da what if yeah. I, like I imagine like that like all the children are dead there's a bunch of Israelites fleeing their wreckage at home he's like you know it's so what a fucking dink. it's the thanks anniversary yeah, it's thanks the anniversary. Facebook memories <laughs> it's the anniversary like oh neato should we light a candle uh, I don't think we should stake to light a candle I think we should get out of here so now let's find out whether or not you and I are allowed to eat Passover how about that yeah these so are starting the, uh, starting off in verse 43 right these are the rules of Passover. Go ahead. So the regulations are no foreigners can eat it. Slaves can eat it, but only after you circumcise them. Sorry, slaves. Lucky them, yeah. Um, a temporary resident or a hired worker cannot eat it. It must be eaten inside the house. All right? You cannot take it outside the house. You can't go eat on the patio if it's nice out. Can't break um, any of its bones. Cannot break any of the sheep bones. The whole community must celebrate it, but I feel like that was already kind of a well, given. If you all the congregation killed. of Israel shall keep it. What, what's 1247 to you? The whole community of Israel must celebrate it. Sure. Okay. But it's still saying Israel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A foreigner residing among you who wants to celebrate must have every male in their household circumcised, and then they can take part as one on the born on Which the I think so would be great. Like, imagine you. Yeah, imagine if you're like a stranger and you show up and you're like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, you want to come over?" For-? Like it's a sleepover, and it's your friend's kid. It's your it's your son's friends, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, we're having Passover dinner. What's that? Oh yeah, we're eating all this delicious lamb and this endive salad. It's great." And you're like, "Oh, can I have some?" <laughs> <laughs> Meet my friend, the little knife. Pull down your pants if you want this lamb. So it also says the same law applies both to native-born and to the foreigners. Uh, residing among you. And so all the Israelites did just what the Lord said, right? They're like, all right, this guy, uh, he, he has power, obviously. God fl- has done flexed on everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that day, that very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of Egypt. And that's the end of Exodus 12. Uh, let's do, I think we have enough time to do 13. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is that 13 about? You, tell me what you think this is, because I don't get it. You don't get it? I mean, it's it's weird, right? Um, the second half of 13 makes sense. Okay, well, I guess, okay. so the first half is, I'll just state it then. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. Um, so basically he's saying that all your firstborn belong to me? Now, like I own all your firstborn. It's kind of like a mafia kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Which it, uh, it's Stiltskin type shit. All your firstborn are belong to us. Yeah. I think that it's like a, uh, I would want to say like into the priesthood, but those are the Levites. So I, I'm not sure. And, and my concordance didn't, obviously, because they don't know either. My concordance didn't have anything to say about it. It just says. Well, nothing. It says to sanctify, sanctify means to consecrate, to set apart um, from a common to a sacred use. So I'm assuming it means that they're going to be like servants of the Lord. They're going to be some sort of priestly, priestly job. To me, it's kind of like the way I understood it and the way my concordance kind of tried to put it out is that 
at this point, God is like, all right, guys, I just delivered you from Pharaoh. You fucking owe me one now. And what you owe me is I want you to think about it this way. You are now free. You can now have children without having them thrown into a river or whatever the fuck's going on. So because they would never be born without my help, they kind of, you kind of owe me. It's like when you save a life, you now own that life, you know? Yeah, totally how it works. It's like I remember one time there was a homeless guy walking across a, a crosswalk and there was a train coming. I pushed him out of the way and I was like, you work for me now, you know? And he's like, okay, you know? Uh, and he <laughs> yeah, still does. Yeah, I remember when you did that. You yeah. always talk about that. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, but I own him now. I mean, I, I pushed him out of the train. What is he going to do? He'd have to, he'd have to save my life now to... To you know, get free, and I'm very, to re- very cautious. To reverse it, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like that deal, you know, where he's like, "Oh yeah, you're firstborn," and the only way. So now you have to basically sacrifice for that. So your animals, if you have a firstborn, those got to die. You got to sacrifice those. But unless for they're kids, unclean animals, yeah, unless they're unclean. But for your kids, which we don't sacrifice, uh, you got to do something. You shall therefore keep this. What was the, what's the part with the kids? Well, okay, I'm going to skip the next, like, ten verses because it just talks about, again, it goes over yada, 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 no unleavened bread. It just keeps repeating we, itself, yeah. We get to verse, like, 13, right? And it says, redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. So a donkey can't be sacrificed because it's a dirty hooved I don't know why, but they're dirty. Yeah, it makes sense. Donkeys are gross. Mm-hmm. So it says you can't sacrifice the donkey, which means in its place, you have to take a lamb, a perfect lamb, uh-huh. sacrifice the lamb to in place of the donkey. If you don't have a lamb, all you have is donkeys for whatever reason, because you're the donkey guy, mm-hmm. kill the firstborn donkey, break its neck. Okay. No, so like, if you have a son, you have to sacrifice a lamb kind of like, it's like an IOU. Exactly. Like so you, maybe that's all it's saying to consecrate it is that you have to sacrifice something in its place. So it says redeem every, first it says, if you do not redeem your donkey, break its neck. Also, redeem every firstborn, firstborn among your sons. The implication for me there is that if you don't have a sheep yeah. to sacrifice, you got to break a kid's neck. Yeah, which would be which is gangster. A lot easier to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, sheep sheep are tough. A newborn seems like you could pretty easily kick the shit out of it. Well, forget sheep being tough. They're good eating. I'm, or they're they're. <laughs> <kind of tough. laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I'm was honest. that? What was that you just said? What? <laughs> Uh, soft and tender. Uh, yeah. A knife cuts right through them. Um, but the, the yeah. sheep. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically God says, yeah, why are we, why do you got to do this? Uh, well, with, with a mighty hand, the Lord brought you out of Egypt. So uh, when Pharaoh refused to let you guys go, the Lord killed all their firstborns. You don't want them to do it to you too, do you? Like, I, mean, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And this is kind of weird. It's kind of like, um, imagine you owed a bookie like a ton of money. Like yeah. so much money that you're still paying them off three generations down the road. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my college fucking it. loans? Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about a literal bookie, but go on. Uh, it's just kind of like, you're like, why do we have to pay Mr. Johnson's <laughs> fucking every single month? They're like, well, you don't understand. He did your great, great grandfather a huge favor. I bet on Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> We're still paying them off. Like, yeah, like, so every time we have a kid, we have to kill one of our puppies? Like, yeah, yeah, you don't understand. Six generations ago, your grandfather got out of a scrape, and the guy held him. Like, oh, okay. It's kind of like a weird reversal of that Pulp Fiction ass watch that he gave the kid Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, it's like I carried this in my ass, and now you... you 
Now you owe yeah, me. It's a, what a what a gift to to pass down to your ch- children and their children that they uh yeah this their, life. their lives are forfeit lest the, you sacrifice a sheep. This forever debt, and I, I don't know. I don't really until Jesus. I don't know any Jews that are that strict about their religion. To be honest, that I think I could ask them. Did, I don't know anyone that's still killing lamb. Did the Jews still have to kill lamb, or is that is that something I'm, that's going to be? I'm certain or? that it happens in certain communities, hmm. like Orthodox. That's what those are guys like are about. You, They're pretty yeah. hardcore. Okay. Um, so, that, so that's the deal with that. Uh, Pharaoh let the people go, right? Yep. And um, we're now at Exodus thirteen seventeen. And God makes the smart move here. He's already beat the shit out of Egypt, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. want to have to do it to the Philistines because he's tired. <laughs> um, even though it would be obviously as the power that he just flexed, it would be easy for him to blind the Philistines or kill them all or whatever. But God wants the Israelites to avoid the Philistines. So instead of taking the short route through the Philistine countryside, God's, uh, God said, you know, if they face war, they might change their minds and go back to Egypt. So God is afraid now. This is literally God's fear. Is God it? is afraid that if he, if his people, now that he's take, he, now that he did all this crazy stuff in Egypt, brought them out of Egypt safely, showed mm-hmm. them how to cook bread without yeast, he's afraid that if they have to fight the Philistines, and I don't know why they would have to fight them, as we're about to see, God can do literally anything, but God says, I'm worried that if they have to go up against the Philistines in battle, they're going to change their minds and go back to Egypt. It, I don't, I can't follow that. It So it is kind of a weird, weird, weird verse. Is that basically God, who's done all these wonders, he's definitely not above uh, meteorite showers and darkness and all kinds of shit, but he knows that his people are kind of shitty. You know, it's like, to me, it's like you have a kid and you're like, okay, we can do, you're at, you're, you're at the petting zoo and you got two options. You can have him ride the goat or you can have him pet the bunnies. Now the bunny pet is three hour long line. And the goat's only two minutes, but you're worried that your kid's going to be like, I don't want fucking scared of goats. You're like, all right, all right, we'll go the rabbit route. Yeah. And you're like, I know my kid's a fucking pussy. He's not going to fucking want to pet that goat. Uh, so you just kind of go, okay, we'll just, we'll go stand in line for the fucking rabbits, you know? Yeah. We'll pet the rabbit. So, so yeah, they, uh, could go back the way they came. Uh, north through the Philistine uh, in the sort of landmass between the Mediterranean and the Gulf of Suez, you know, along the Suez Canal. But God's like, ah, I don't know. We'd have to inf- we'd have to uh, go against the Philistines, and my people are already kind of fucking shitty. Like, I don't think they're going to put up with it. So, yeah, God walks them, leads them, right? And he's doing it. Does it he's doing it with a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, which is pretty cool. Um, that that's pretty. So he's like hanging out with them. But as I mentioned, he's, he's instead of taking them through the obvious route, he's taking them South or North. I guess it's not really known. Some people state that the red sea is kind of a, um, euphemism, ambiguous, ambiguous menstrual cycle. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, is that it's ambiguous. They, they could have gone straight North, and then into the Mediterranean, and that's where they stopped. Or they could have gone south into the wilderness, which would have made sense because Ramesses, Pithon, and Succoth are kind of in a straight line to the south um, oh, okay. east. So if they kept going the way they were going, if you draw a line from Ramesses to Succoth, it kind of heads south towards the Gulf of Suez. Okay. South, southeast. So that, in my opinion, that's where they went. So uh, they get down there, and uh, it's kind of cool. We actually have these in, in the Coast Guard. Uh 
it's a day night flare, right? Okay. So you you have this thing in your vest, and it has two sides to it. And if you're a, it's if it's nighttime, you pull the flare side, and it's a bright red flare. Uh-huh. If it's daytime, on the other side of it, you pull it, and it's a smoke signal huh. that also dyes the water. So this is basically it's like God in a can. Oh yeah, it's, it's exactly that's what I would call it. Um, so but what 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 you're stating is that God is with them as a pillar of smoke during the day, and as literally a leading them pillar of fire. At night, so he's providing them light during the day, and he's providing them as like a at smoke night. signal during yeah at night and then a light smoke at night, during the smoke night. at day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing is that interesting is that Moses takes the time to go pick up Joseph, the bones Get. of Joseph, which Joseph had prophesized. Yeah, and he's like, when you guys leave, take my bones with you. And Moses is like, yeah, Fram, got you, and he just digs up some old bones and takes them with. Was it? Yeah, they're probably Joseph's bones. I mean, they had coffins back then, right? Sure. I mean. I bet that it wasn't just loose bones in the coffin. Ground. It yeah. might have been loose bones. Like, I would have carried it in an old golf bag. I mean, Joseph was high. He was basically royalty. Yeah, he was embalmed. So, he might yeah. even still look kind of good. He, if I, if I found him, I would, you know, yeah. I toss the idea around. Yeah. So uh, it is just bones at this still point, moist. though. So four hundred years. Yeah, you reduced to bones. They must not have embalmed him. They just wrapped him. If there's anything I remember from the uh, Casey Anthony trial. Is that it goes bones pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Ah, uh, fuck. You're from uh, Orlando, so you're allowed yeah, to say it's that. under a month. It's fine. Um, Great. So anyway, the point is, they go, they pick up Joseph's bones, and uh, just as he had stated, and they journey and camped and eat them on the edge of the water. So he's taking them. So this is the interesting point: is that there's an obvious path. You can go through the land of the Philistines headed towards Canaan. Basically, but, which would be the, like the Sinai going across the Suez Canal, where the Suez Canal is now. Yeah, of course, yeah. there wasn't a canal then, but over that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but God's like, that's just what they'll be expecting. We're going to go south. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's sly like a fox. <laughs> He's sly like a fox. God's like, I know everyone thinks we're going to go through the Philistines, but I got a better idea. We're going to go through these thick woods towards the shore. And I was like, go to the beach. You, know? you need a, I tell you what, you're in slavery for 100 years or whatever. It's time for you're going to need a beach now. day. Yeah. It's like right after you get out of prison, the first place you're going to go to is a water park, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or strip club or whatever. But this is their version uh, of that. It's a water park. <laughs> Put on my swim trucks, are... do some fucking backflips. Water parks are just strip clubs where you don't got a tip. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's. I think that's where we're gonna leave the Israelites for now, huh? So we've left them. So just to, just to recap, uh, God has pulled the Israelites and some Egyptians along with them out of Egypt, and instead of heading through the Philistines, they're now just wandering deep into the wilderness of the Red Sea. And that's that's as far good, as we'll read. That's the good end of, uh, job, Israelite God. Let me yeah, say yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you got yeah, him yeah, out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took a lot of suffering, but the best things take a lot of suffering. You know? I think so, yeah. Like um Would it okay, here's something. Would I appreciate my driver's license as much as I do now if I hadn't gone through the humiliation of failing my test in front of you? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you love driving, you know? (laughs) I uh I do it as much as I can. Uh I know if 
if only I had known how much insurance you have to have to drive in Florida. Yeah, if I knew if that only. my college degree was going to be such a pain in the ass to get, then I would have, you know, now I enjoy it so much more. Now people are like, uh, now whenever I see someone who's like a high, you know, a, uh, like working at like Burger King and stuff, I spit on them, you know? Yeah, I everyone just, has to I pay somehow I appreciate my degree so much more. Yeah, now, yeah. Everyone you had to, to study pay. and go to class on time. Mm-hmm. People from University of Phoenix had to pay a lot of money. Everyone <laughs> 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 yeah, suffers. They had to open the door. Uh, <laughs> they had to have a stable internet connection. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's all that. Uh, whew. All right. Uh, How are you feeling? How are you feeling? We've seen all 10 plagues now. They're all in the past. It's uh, Again, it's kind of weird. Let's go back to the infanticide. I feel like... So, again, in the Rugrats Passover, they completely gloss over this, which is no surprise. Uh, apparently, they didn't want the Nickelodeon uh, show. Which of the twins would have died? None of them. No one died. In fact... I know. I'm me, saying if they hadn't. It's kind of weird. They talk about that where, like, Lillian and Philip are like, no, you're the firstborn. No, you're the firstborn. So, that's kind of funny. But um, in the show... Uh, Angelica calls her dad and it's like, is there another kid? Am I the firstborn? He's like, no, you're the firstborn. And then before the plague can happen, she goes to Tommy. He's like, all right, stop it. He's like, okay, deal. You know, like I'll allow it. Um, although but, there is one scene and I, not, not, not to hype this fucking stupid show that you, I mean, you can get it online if you want, but there's a scene where, uh, she, right afterwards before the plague strikes the last plague, she goes and she's like, Hey, uh, I, I want to let you people go. And Tommy's like, didn't you, we already did this. And you like, uh, said no you 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 unfairly kept us here and she's like i was kidding and they just have a still shot of tommy's face like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i guffawed i thought it was funny that's um, good it's very pharaoh like um yeah just like fuck what here's the question though does it matter if angelica is the firstborn i'm pretty sure god was only counting little boys yeah i guess i guess to me it's kind of like it follows kind of where if you have a kid then they get the curse you know you just you just got to find a way to pay it forward yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's um, going to get pregnant. Something I thought of while reading this, and tell me if this analogy is sound, is that I think God is like Emperor Palpatine in the prequels. Okay? Think about it. So it starts off, Emperor Palpatine, or Senator Palpatine is from Naboo, right? And okay, starts, basically Egypt. Yeah. yeah, and it starts off with his own people being enslaved. You know, it's like, oh, the Nabooans are caught in this trade conflict and they're in a blockade and they can't get out. Kind of like slaves. Sure. But it's one he manufactured because he paid off the Trade Federation, right? Yeah. So he uses this uh, conflict to raise himself up, keeps funding the Trade Federation while also operating within the Senate to keep this war going, to kind of keep leveling him up. Then he becomes a, what was it, Chancellor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he becomes the chancellor, so he levels himself up more. He's like, I want everyone to know how strong I am. And then finally, uh, he keeps he keeps going on, going on, going on, and then he takes his angel of death to go kill all the younglings. Hmm. So. So, Emperor so, Palpatine. Okay, Emperor Palpatine is God. Yeah. Anakin is the angel of death. Dooku is the pharaoh, kind of, you know? Okay. Yeah. No, 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 because the pharaoh has to be on the opposite side. Dooku was a... Oh, yeah, I guess the Dooku did try to yeah. stop him eventually. Well, Dooku was in the charge of Sith, the Trade though. Federation. Yeah, but he was a Sith. Yeah, but he was a Sith that was a puppet, remember? Then who was Moses? I'm getting, no, no, no. No, Moses I'm is... I'm scrub this. No, I like it. I like <laughs> it. I, I like it, because Moses would have been like um, Obi-Wan. Mo- Moses Obi-Wan. He's going in there, you know. Then fight. who is... Who, Ian McGregor. Uh, yeah, it's wait, Obi-Wan. I mean, who is... No, who's the other guy? Uh, Qui-Gon Chin. Uh, Aaron? 
No, it's is the he guy speaking? That, he's the guy that dies. But he's, he's Moses' dad, who we never hear from. The, the fucking well, Levite who put, guy. Who's Zipporah? See, this is all falling apart. No, it's okay. Just it's <laughs> a rough. It's a rough. Where's the burning bush? Where's the burning bush? <laughs> the burning bush is the fucking Yoda. It's the midichlorians. All right, uh, you're not. No, you're not, it can't be because Yoda is on the opposite side. No, no, no. You're not hearing the Trade Federation is like the plagues. They're not really. All right, uh, this needs to be its own podcast, okay. and I don't mean episode. I mean entire series, <laughs> entire series like, that I'm not going to be involved with. Where I compare Exodus to the prequels, I think I think it's a hit. I'm going to set you up in front of a mirror and let you yell at yourself. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. <laughs> That's what you said all the time. Um, you would argue with a mirror. Um, yeah, well, that is that is uh, ep-, ep 16 then, huh? Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I, I don't really want to get into this whole predicament they're in right now because that's going to be in the next episode. Well, I guess the last thing I really want to talk about. So Passover is its own weird thing. We'll we'll, we'll do a Passover next year. We're gonna do a Passover. We'll check our. We'll do we'll do a dick check and then we'll eat some lamb and. It's we'll gonna be a video too, you guys. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be. We're gonna out. make a YouTube. I feel like it's gonna be us. like the opposite of like a Christmas time. You know, like how like uh, you're like, oh my god, do you hear Santa on the rooftop? It's gonna be kind of like. A, do you hear the the spirit Angel of the, the Lord sniffing our all, blood to all, make sure it was a perfect yeah, lamb? Just licking it up off the wall to be like. You guys don't die tonight, but you're not. So there's a restaurant nearby that does whole roasted lambs. Yeah. Do you think I can get them to give it to me alive? So <laughs> uh, but they it can't leave the house once it's in there. Uh, another thing Missy was talking about was like um, when we get to the later episodes, they, they, they kind of keep coming to the fact that in the same way that a lot of these uh, biblical decrees are kind of like... Um, putting sort of divine meaning behind just normal warnings and shit. Like, you know, like we said, like, oh, well, ham can contain trichinosis and kill people. And they're like, well, ham's evil now. No more eating ham, you know? Yeah. That eating unleavened bread kind of came from the fact that food spoilage was a real fucking deal, you know? The yeast. So that they had to really focus on eating food that day. You make a small amount of food, you eat that food, and then the next day you make more food. You don't make a lot of food and then try to store it or take it with you because you can't because it'll rot because you'll get sick. They're probably Why didn't was, God go ahead. teach them to make beef jerky? Why didn't he teach them about fucking Tupperware? Yeah, exactly. Uh, is the beef that, jerky is like, that could have, he could have done that. If they were smart. They didn't. You know, if God, if God knew what the fuck he was doing, that he yeah. would teach them how to make beef jerky. Yeah. He did teach us eventually. Right. We know now, so obviously eventually God taught us how to make beef yeah, jerky. Yeah, it's probably a Christian thing. Um. But my point is, is that when God said, this is my body, eat of it, lest you And everyone was like, ooh, is that teriyaki? Trip. Yeah, it's <laughs> delicious. So, okay. It's probably the first mummy, you know, they're like, like that's, when they pulled out, <laughs> when they pulled out, when they pulled out <laughs> Joseph's body, they were like, my God. That's why it's just bones, because they ate all the <laughs> meat. they ate all the fucking meat. They're like, this has really lasted. Um, the best part is the sting of formaldehyde you get yeah, in there. <laughs> yeah, my point is, is that... There, there seems to be this regular thing, and I think when we get to mana, you know, when we start talking about a whoa, 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 spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll get when we get to those kind of things. It's going to be another sort of uh, reoccurrence of the concept of you don't take too much food. And I was reading about kosher rules, which I, I don't know when we'll get to like the actual rules of kosher food. I, I assume it's coming up, but um, the idea that uh, I guess a major part of kosher is how to keep food safe 
so that it doesn't poison you later if you don't have fridges or whatever dumb shit they didn't have in the desert, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And part of that was making unleavened bread because all you do is you take flour, salt, water, you throw it in a bowl, you throw it in the oven, you eat it, whatever's not there. Like the, like the rules with the lamb, if you don't have enough, if you, if, you, if you have too much food, throw it in the fire, you know, get fucking rid of it. You know, don't hold on. Yeah, you don't it. want any spoilage. Yeah, you know. Cool. Well, now we know all about Passover, sort of. Kind of, and, yeah. Uh, it still seems kind of weird, I'm, uh I'm excited to see the people actually get where they're going. Yeah. If they do. Uh, Uh-oh. Will they? Won't they? Um, Passover. As I was saying, it's it's kind of like the op. It's a weird holiday to me. Like, I like that, um, again, I was watching the Rugrats thing. I'm going to keep coming back to that. Is that they're like, oh, yeah, it's a Jewish holiday that's all about freedom. And remember, I was like, well, the part about Passover is specifically about that time that God killed a shit ton of innocent children. And you basically did everything in your power to uh, keep yourself safe while other children died to set, to secure your own freedom. It's kind of fucked up. I don't know. Is it moral? Is, is, is is God's killing of children moral? I think it, I think it is. Yeah. I love it. Um, there was one more point and I can't remember. It's something I really wanted to talk about this episode before we moved on. Um, Oh, the concept of sacrifice and kind of when you start talking about Exodus 13, like when he's yeah. like, by the way, the firstborn belongs to me. To me, the way that I interpreted that is that really at this point, God sort of does one of two sacrifices, the sacrifice you give him or the sacrifice he takes uh, is that he basically says, okay, everybody, you got to go find the best firstborn lamb you got and sacrifice it to me. Um, and then the Egyptians didn't sacrifice a lamb, so he took their firstborn kid. Yeah. So is that kind of what it means? Is that what you were taking from it? Yeah, I just think that, you know, the, the question is, if they had, would they have been protected? I guess so. Because it seems like this force that was killing the firstborn it's was just completely... Blood. Bull- yeah. yeah. So I guess they could have stayed. Maybe some did. Who knows? Well, there um, seems to be enough rules to keep it from accidental. You know, it's like it's like a, it's like a security protocol on like a web page. You know, if someone true, had true. accidentally cut their hand and they got all over the door, yeah, it had to be the perfect lamb. All this, but you got to think at least one or two Egyptians heard about it a little bit. You know, yeah, some, I, I would have been, I would have, at this point, I would have made some friends with some Jews. Yeah. You can't tell two point four million people this without some of the Egyptians hearing about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another funny thing about my uh, concordance when they talk about the, the two the two million people, uh, such a large number of people would have resulted in enormous problems in providing sanitation, food and water supplies, and communication within the group. Such problems could only be solved by God. So it's kind of like a funny like. By the way, with this many people, think about what the toilet situation would be like. Only God. It's like a, it's like the first um, Woodstock. It's just a fucking yeah, yeah. mess, you know. Like you really need to have God in there. To make sure that the lights to the bathrooms are taken care of, that there's enough snacks, and he did it. God he bless it. him. Yeah, God bless him. That's that's how we know about God's. Like, there's so many like, oh, the miracle of the flies and the mir- yeah. and the and the frogs and the plagues, and they're like, also the bathroom situation was totally taken care of. Like, such is God's glory. I mean, you're walking through the desert, you just kick a little sand over it. Yeah, whatever. I don't even. If I, that, we're all impressed. I'm gonna fucking yeah. hang off a tree and just free dump. That's probably why it was so easy for the Egyptians to find them. <laughs> trail of shit. Looks like a fucking litter box on fire. Um, all right. I think yeah. I think that's, that's, as far as, that's all I really want to get into. We're, we've talked enough. 
I'm tired. I'm so tired. Yeah, go take a nap, idiot. Uh, um, so our... if you don't already, I got you. Don't I can cut you off. If we don't already, follow us on Twitter at Irrevelations. If you have more substantial input that you can't say in 280 characters, you can email us at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Do it, do it, do it. Good night. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Episode 16, mic drop, out. Thank you.